Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, recording from beautiful Skokie, Illinois, high atop Westfield Old Orchard Mall. And today we're discussing Facebook ads. We've discussed it many times, but not just Facebook ads. Prepping for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the holidays. Because as you know, in 2019, Facebook ads have become more expensive than ever, which means when you run your Facebook ads for Black Friday, they're going to be more expensive than ever because everybody is coming out of the woodwork. The Muppets are coming out. Everyone's running Facebook ads. It's going to drive costs up, but we've got this very narrow window to capture this highly engaged, highly qualified traffic. So it's worthwhile spending spending the time and effort to get our ads dialed in right. So to help us talk through that is one of the most adept, successful Facebook marketers I know, Kurt Bullock, who is the founder of e-commerce marketing agency, The Produce Department, and our strategic marketing partner for many years. You, If you've worked with us, you know Kurt Bullock as well. So, Mr. Bullock, give me, give me the 10-second elevator pitch. Why should I listen to you on this topic? All right. So I think that there's a lot of stress associated with this time of year. So I have attempted to break this down into, you know, three simple stages. We'll talk about the creative, uh, the audiences, and how to set up the campaigns. But essentially, you captured it in your intro. We're going to try and make the most of this narrow gap of time where purchase intent is at an all-time high uh, and so that we can get the most uh, revenue or, or volume out of uh, this week and the weeks leading up to the holidays. All right. So what's the what's the big difference here? Why can't I just if I've got a successful Facebook funnel running now that has worked through the previous uh, months in a year? Why can't I just do nothing and leave it alone? Yeah, good question. So for one thing, the cost of traffic is going up. Um, and so it makes sense to. Um, switch things up. A lot of times, if you're if you're running your campaigns and you've got a funnel going, you've probably developed some pretty uh, narrow habits. Uh, there's probably certain audiences that you go to all the time, maybe a certain ad type that you're using all the time. And as things get more expensive in this ramp up to Black Friday, we want to diversify all of this so that we can tap into new audiences that we haven't reached. Maybe it's less expensive uh, and um, give ourselves more options. If you go with what you've already been running, there's a good chance that it could stop working well in you know during this time period. And so you want to have lots of options uh, built into your plan. Okay. And certainly I think that, for me anyway, that was a softball throwaway question because I'm like, well, duh, of course you're going to have a different strategy during this very strange microcosm of consumer behavior. And what you're normally doing isn't necessarily going to work. I want to start with the five-minute executive summary version. If you had, you've only got five minutes to tell me, all right, here's just the one thing, just do this, and you'll improve. Somebody's, they're getting out of their car, they're in their driveway already. What's that, what's the one thing they can't miss out on doing? I think keeping things simple, which is not a super sexy answer at all, but I think that simplifying, uh, it, it gets super easy to get stressed out and to spread yourself super thin. So if you're just trying to make this work well, I would focus on planning ahead for your offer, making it simple for people to take advantage of um, in terms of you know maybe using a site-wide discount so that it's really easy to take advantage of the, uh, of the offer. 
Um, and then during the week of Black Friday, you're going to focus on these audiences. So you, you want to warm up audiences now. People on Black Friday very rarely are purchasing from brands they've never heard of before, right? Uh, if you're you know, being exposed to a brand for the first time ever on Black Friday, uh, you're much less likely to purchase than if you've been seeing them around in the weeks leading up to Black Friday. They've been showing you their products. You're, you're getting to know them. Uh, then you maybe are adding this brand to your holiday shopping list. And when you see an awesome deal pop up on Black Friday, you're much more likely to take advantage of it. So we need to warm them up in the weeks there. And then during Black Friday, you're going to focus on these warmer audiences in a nutshell. So you're going to focus primarily on retargeting and slash your prospecting audiences uh, way down or turn them off completely. Okay, so during Black Friday, during the holidays, the chances of me acquiring a new customer, like a cold customer, are slim to none. And that's right. also where I'm going to blow a ton of my budget. So the quick and dirty version of this is for Black Friday, for Thanksgiving through that weekend, turn off those top of funnel ads, move all that budget into your retargeting ads, and that you'll be in a better position than you were. Exactly. Okay. So let's is does that cover uh, most of the the lay of the land? I yeah, I would say that that sets the stage for us to go into uh, some of the details of the plan. Let's move into the the high level overview of the strategy. You've broken this down into three stages. Let's hear the ten thousand foot view. So the first stage in all of this is now up until the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, and this is the time for you to be building those audiences, getting people to, uh, you know, exposing them to your products and um, really building up retargeting audiences is one of your primary objectives uh, here. Um, so that's stage one. Then once we get to the week of Black Friday, you may want to turn off your campaigns or your retargeting for a, a few days before this to kind of give your audiences a break. Um, and then so stage two, this is the big game. This is when you're going to launch all of your promotions. Um, you want to have different offers potentially for Black Friday and uh, Cyber Monday. Uh, those would be the two offers I would focus on. And then stage three is that time period right after uh, uh, Giving Tuesday. So that's going to be Wednesday the 4th up until the last day to ship before the holidays. Um, and so you're going to want to change your messaging and your audiences slightly between those three stages. And so that's what we'll talk about. All right. So stage one. We want, to, we want to focus on building that audience since we're not going to be able – and warming them up since we're not going to be able to acquire new customers during Black Friday. And then, we, then we're going to go into our, our big Black Friday through Giving Tuesday promotion. Uh, and then – so we got about half a week in there. And then stage three, we just want to try and get as many repeat purchases and new purchases in December as we can, right? Exactly. All right. So let's, let's dive in. Give me the prep work. How do I get ready for this? So the first thing I would start with is if you've had a, if you got a Black Friday under your belt, then look at last year's data. Um, we've learned a lot uh, from our accounts just doing a review of last year's data. And the things that I'm looking for is uh, just a general like impression: what went well and and what didn't go so well. Um, uh, and I look at that in terms of the audiences. So which audiences uh, worked well? Um, which placements worked well, 
um, you know, there's going to be different value audiences in all of this. And we'll, we'll talk about that in the details. But as you look through your campaigns, you can think of them in sort of terms in terms of uh, high, mid and low funnel. You're going to be dealing primarily with mid and low funnel audiences um, over the week of Black Friday. So look at those and the specific audiences that that worked well and which offers you were using. Um, hopefully you had different versions of creative so creative something else that you'll want to consider uh, in your review and uh, placements. And in most of our accounts, many of our accounts, you know, it looks like we could have pushed things harder for certain audiences. There were other audiences that we, we eliminated right out of the gate. They didn't work well or the ad type didn't work well um, or the placement. So this will give you an idea going into it, um, you know, what you should be focused on this year. What were the real hard hitters from last year? And that can be where you start this year. How do you define what is, what in this post-mortem, how do you define what is and isn't successful? Are you looking at uh, ROAS? That's a good question. So that has to do with your goals going into all of this. Um, so, you know, it may be max profit. So that could be, uh, you know, ROAS is one way to look at that, although that won't give you your actual, your profit, but it'll give you a return on ad spend. Uh, another approach is volume. Um, some, some of our clients are, are going into Black Friday looking at as a way to acquire as many customers as possible. Um, and so, Profit may not be the biggest component there. For most of the stores that we're working with, and probably many of the people listening to this podcast, it's going to be a, a balance. Uh, you want to come out of it making profit, uh, and you want to do that as many times as possible. So it'll be a balance between profit and volume. So yeah, when I, the first thing I'm looking at is my return on ad spend. I just look down those columns, and you'll be able to see things that are standing out. A secondary metric is your cost of acquisition. Um, and so you can compare how much it costs you to to get a new purchase across all of your campaigns. So step one is I want to know what's worked in the past and what didn't work. So I look at, ideally, if I've run uh, a campaign last year, I can look at it. If I didn't, yeah, I could look at sales I ran this year and ads I've run this year to determine what does and doesn't resonate with my audience. Then I want to decide on my goal. What am I trying to get out of this here? You know, is it is it profitability? Is it just straight volume? Is it um, acquiring new customers? And then after that is one of the number one questions I hear, even from experienced marketers, is, well, hey, how much should we spend? What should our budget be? So how do you go about that? How do you plan your budget? So that is a, a great question. And it, I think that it comes down to you, your store, uh, or, or your clients, if you're working with clients. So it is individual, but there's a few ways that you can look at it. Um, I would start by looking at last year's data, if you have that, and adjust based on um, how that worked. So in some of our clients' accounts, we looked at it and we said, we actually underspent by quite a bit. So this year, we're going to focus on you know spending more and we're going to increase it by, by X amount. But How do you know so, if you underspent? So I think that if it worked well and if your frequency scores uh, aren't too high – so ROAS is one way. If things are strong then and, and there's lots of margin, you could have probably got more volume out of it uh, if you pushed a little bit harder. And another way, though, is, is looking at those frequency scores. So if you are uh, seeing low frequency scores, that means that you aren't hitting people over the head with your message over and over again. You could have reached more people. If your frequency scores are really high, you know, three, three or four times uh, per person uh, for each of these campaigns, then you know that you are reaching the limits of your audience. Okay, so frequency yeah. score 
is the the magic number along with with Roaz, of course. Um, the anything else there in planning the budget? So, so yeah, I would look at last year's data. Another way to do it um, is to take your normal budget and multiply it by some amount. And I think that this applies more to stores that have been had really consistent spending in the last six months because most of your retargeting audiences, it's going to be a six back a six month look back window, and then the other audience is going to be like your customer and newsletter list, which is as long as you want to go uh, back because you're uploading those lists. So in the last six months, if you have really consistent spend, then you may look at it in terms of maybe a multiple of your normal monthly um, ad spend. So that could be, hey, we normally spend $10,000 a month. Uh, so let's focus 10,000 on this week um, so that we can really tap into all those. And some clients are doing maybe two or three times their monthly budget. So, uh, so that's another way to approach it. As I said, if you've had real consistent spend, that means you're going to have large enough retargeting audiences that you can really go in there and, and multiply that budget. The third way that I think of it is if you, you know, some stores, they say, Hey, this is our budget. You know, we've got, you know, whatever, uh, $20,000 to work with over this time period um, of, you know, let's say November and December. Um, I would look at breaking that budget up across uh, those three stages and maybe uh, 30% in stage one, 50% uh, in stage two, and uh, 20% in those weeks after Black Friday uh, and Cyber Monday leading up to Christmas or the holidays. I like that. I like how data-driven all of this is. It's like, all right, here's the formula. Plug your past success and stats into this to get a guideline for how you should approach this. Um, yeah. That certainly makes life easier when you can quantify things like that. And that's what's wonderful about Facebook ads in general is, like, yeah, it's not without its issues and the dashboard's buggy and everybody tears their hair out with it. But part of the reason you're able to do that is because they have given you so much data to work with. You know exactly what's going on. If only I could make sense of these tea leaves. Um, right. <laughs> okay. So what's if I know how much I want to spend, but what am I spending that on? What, what kind of offers work? What should I be considering? So I think that, you know, one of the first questions is going to be how much you're discounting uh, during that time, that time period. Um, there are some stores, maybe uh, super high, uh, you know, order value stores or stores that are really trying to maintain their brand that aren't discounting. But Black Friday is for people to get discounts. So you want to consider a discount. And I would say that you don't want to go less than 20% uh, as a general rule, because oftentimes you have maybe 10, 15, or even 20% discount for, for new customers when they sign up for your email list. So it needs to stand out from what you're normally doing and get people excited. Um, so I would say, you know, in that range, 20 is a minimum, but I would say 25 to 50% is a good place to, uh, to go. And so, so that's what I would start with in terms of discounting. Um, the next thing to think about is how you're going to make that work. Um, so for instance, coupon codes or no coupon codes, um, I think that when I'm doing these, I try and go as simple as possible and make it easy. So a coupon code can be kind of um, a good incentive. People like entering a code in and getting that discount, having it show up in the line. But also, you know, it, it is one more one more sort of thing for your customers to do. Site-wide discounts, it, you know, that's the simplest way to go. Um, coupon codes can work well if maybe you're going to have it apply to specific collections or there, there's other details that need to be sort of administered on the back end. Coupon codes can help you facilitate that. 
Yeah, um, coupon codes are um, what people don't realize is the coupon code itself is a friction point. It is an extra step in the checkout. So right. some ways to work around that. Uh, Shopify offers you uh, discount code links, so you can have a a link that automatically applies the discount code at checkout, which is super cool. Um, Good call. And that's available across all stores. And uh, buried in the support documentation for that, it tells you, by default, the link they give you goes to the homepage with it applied. But buried in the support doc, they tell you how to write a query string, so you can change the URL, and you can send that to wherever. That helps quite a bit. Um, If you're on Shopify Plus, you could use Launchpad to automatically schedule discounting the products, or uh, you could use a Shopify script to do this. But I'll tell you, if you're on Plus, the thing... The, the discount strategy I love the most is tiered discount because this drives average order value and it lets people turn your Black Friday sale into a choose your own adventure. So you do something like, hey, spend 50 bucks, you get up to 50 bucks, it's 20% off. Spend up to 100 bucks, ah, now it's 25% off. Spend 150 30, and you go you know, as far as you're comfortable with. Uh, right. And in that way, you know, anyone, you're encouraging people to spend more. You're encouraging that higher average order value, but you're not punishing anyone who doesn't want to spend, you know, huge sums with your store. So it kind of, it rewards everybody. It's totally automatic. It appears in the cart. They see the discount. If you want to get really clever, you add like a little bit of liquid code. So it says, Hey, you saved 10, you saved, you know, X dollars on your order, spend just $14 more and you save 20% on your order. They're like, that's a, a clever way to do it. Um, but again, yeah. that one's requires requires Shopify Plus, and it's a little little more complicated. I'd say the safe answer is if you're like, listen, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, just do a site-wide discount. Just one whole site is X off, go. Um, that'll certainly make life easier. You don't have to do these very complicated sales if you can get away with it. Right. And then, uh, you know, what have you seen work in terms of like, so let's say you're explaining your offer on your site, um, you know, like uh, I've seen pop-ups where you get to the site and explains the tiered offer um, or headers or, you know, that sort of thing. But how do you typically approach that? I think the the universal easy safe answer is send the person to a collection page that has all of the products that are on sale in it with like a a themed banner and description and headline that just spells everything out three different ways for people. Um, And on the homepage, you want the announcement bar, you want the home, the hero image to spell it out. And you want to do like featured collections or products on the homepage where you have headlines saying, this is on sale. This is the discount. And if you want to get fancy, you could include um, a countdown timer in there as well. That's like, okay, this is how long you have left in this sale really create that drive that urgency home so i say over communicate the sale like this is what the discount is and this is what it applies to and add some urgency to it like hey it's limited by inventory or it's limited by uh your it's time boxed so on the topic of website preparations what else anything i'm, I'm missing there i think you covered it there i mean i'm always looking at uh things on my phone to make sure that it looks nice on the phone. I was just looking at uh, one client site where there was a pop-up window coming from the bottom. There was like a chat bot and on the top there was a window that came down and then there was a, you know, a modal like a <laughs> pop-up asking for the email address in the middle. You couldn't see anything. Um, so just make sure that you don't have too much going on um, with all of these different plugins and things that you've got going on and that it looks good on a mobile phone because, uh, you know, 
I'm across my client accounts, I'd say 80% of this traffic that we're driving from Facebook and Instagram is mobile these days with some exceptions. Uh, but yeah, mo mobile first for sure. And I think this is one of those times where you probably want to make sure you've got that, that pop-up strategy in place to capture emails, because I bet even if your conversion rate stays the same traffic spikes. So use this as opportunity to collect emails and build that list for later in the season. Uh, cause you're going to run sales um, you could run a post Christmas sale, you could run a new year sale, like there are opportunities down the road. So even if you're not making a ton of sales, you can at least build that audience during black Friday. And I would yep. do, um, Oh shoot. I had another point and I completely forgot what it was in terms of setting your site up for success. Oh, if you're not using live chat or you only use it periodically, this might be a good time to do it. Cause you've got a very short attention span to capture people and bust any objections like, hey, the sale's only going for 12 hours. They're not going to wait for your response to an email. So this may be a time to run live chat. So if people have questions that are stopping them from purchasing, you could be right there answering them immediately. That's a great point. And, and that reminds me of one other, uh, one other sort of related point, And that is, you know, on these lines of preparation, um, for some of our clients last year and, and our strategy going into this year is to have, uh, we use like many chat, uh, but you can do a similar thing uh, on site where you're sending traffic to some form of email collection um, so that you can be on sort of the early, you know, notification list, be the first to be notified of our, of our Black Friday sales, that sort of thing. Uh, it was interesting. So last year I did that for one of my clients, drove it, to, um, we did Facebook ads with a button that was uh, connected to uh, ManyChat. And it was a dialogue where it essentially said, you know, gave that pitch, be the first to, you know, in line. Uh, and then we collected their email address and then the bot responded saying, hey, you know, great, you're on the list. And by the way, here's a discount code for right now. We gave them just some our normal email discount code of 10%. But we noticed that we were, in addition to collecting email addresses, we were ROAS positive. It was doing like two and a half X ROAS uh, off of our be notified email campaign, uh, excuse me, Facebook ad campaign. So okay, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Let's take a quick break to dispel a common myth. True or false? Shopify can help you restore things you've deleted or accidentally changed. False. Untrue. It can't. Myth busted. Shopify has no accessible backups. And with Black Friday just around the corner, you're going to make thousands. Unless something goes wrong. In the event of a data disaster, what do you do? What do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone rogue. Trusted by over 25,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest plus stores like Movement Watches and Gymshark, Rewind is like a magic undo button. Just in time for the holidays, they want you to get a free backup to protect your store. No catch, no strings, just peace of mind with this special offer called Rewind One Time. Check it out at rewind.io slash free. That's rewind.io slash free to get your free backup and protect your store for Black Friday. So that covers all of our, uh, our, pre, our preparation. So now we're in the, the best position to actually set up these campaigns, go into our, our three stages. What stage one? Where am I starting with? How am I getting ready? Right. Okay, so stage one, just reminders now until the week of Thanksgiving. Um, so, 
your focus here is to to be prospecting heavy, right? So you're going to focus on prospecting audiences, um, and you're going to use messaging to to you want to prime them is the way that I think. That I'm sort of priming these audiences for Black Friday. Um, so you know, again, Black Friday Friday shouldn't be the first time that your prospects are learning about you. Uh, now's the time when when you want to uh, establish yourself in their minds. So. Um, and then the second thing that we're thinking about through all this is that we're looking at retargeting audiences. So let's just start with the audiences that we're targeting here. So I like to try and be uh, varied in my approach. And so that to me, that looks like using a combination of um, small lookalikes, like one, two percent lookalikes. I'll shoot in the middle here at maybe four or five percent lookalikes. And then I'll go big and and 10% lookalikes. So I'm trying to break out of you know any habits where I might just be targeting the same 2% or 3% lookalike month after month. This is a time to to expand your horizons, bring in lots of of fresh people. Um, so lookalikes use a, use a wide range. Um, the next thing that you're going to look at in in your audience targeting is interests. Um, Interests have been on and off uh, for me, and right now they're working well. So, uh, so I'm running interests in in all of my campaigns, uh, and then another one that's been working well is broad targeting. So, if your ad accounts have much uh, history, then Facebook is actually able to do a pretty good job of finding people on its own. So, broad targeting is where you're essentially just setting. You know anything like demographics? If you're selling specifically to men or to women, indicate that to Facebook. If there's a clear age range um, or or clear ages that you can exclude, then indicate that to Facebook. But otherwise, we're not putting in an interest or a lookalike. We're just letting the algorithm go out and find people. And so that's called yeah. So that's broad targeting. Okay. And that is not something we'd normally be doing. That's something you're switching to. So that's something I'm doing right now, uh, but it's something I just want to bring up because you you know people may not be thinking of broad targeting. So right now, broad target you know all of these things are are just taking up a slice of my prospecting pie. I would say that most of my spend is probably on lookalike audiences right now, uh, and then I've got two kind of minor roles with interests and broad targeting. Um, so that's just varying the audiences that we're reaching. Um, and then one last one last way that I'm targeting is using DABA ads. Um, and so DABA stands for dynamic ads for broad audiences. It's basically a dynamic sort of catalog-based ad. So if you have your Facebook catalog set up for dynamic product ads for retargeting, now you can use them top of the funnel as well. And you can specify uh, lookalikes, interests, or broad targeting. And Facebook is going to match products with people. Uh, and this works because everybody's got the Facebook pixel installed on their websites. And whether you're spending money on Facebook ad traffic or not, Facebook is learning who's coming to your website. So if they see me going to wallet websites uh, on my own, right, just looking around and browsing, um, then Facebook knows I'm in the market for wallet or I'm looking at wallet-based websites. And so that helps Facebook match uh, people using these dynamic ads for broad audiences. So I'm spending you know, maybe 10% of my prospecting budget on DABA ads too. Uh, and that's working really well. Yeah, so that's really cool. I've seen that yeah. um, in the, our, our retainer clients, those DABA ads really are, are surprisingly um, performant. They do really well. 
yeah, they're pretty resilient. You know, where I see other things going up and down all the time, a lot of time my data ads, even though they're not super high volume, they just kind of chug along and uh, generate results. So it's really great to have those running in your ad account. Cool. Uh, any other uh, any other stage one prep stuff? Okay, so the, so that is your your audience's um, creative. I think that what you want to think about is is giving people um, sort of that window shopping experience. That's I think that that works really well. So Instagram Stories is great for that. Uh, Facebook recently did some surveying, and uh, it was like you know sixty or seventy percent of people said that they learned about uh, you know new products on Instagram Stories, and they purchased uh, after seeing it on Instagram Stories. So that's that's becoming a great way for people to discover new new products and brands. Um, so really good to use those right now. And then I, I sort of think about what's the reason to believe, right? Giving people these, these things that they can latch onto when they think about your brand. So, um, this can be stuff like, uh, how you make your products. You can talk about the way that it's environmentally friendly, uh, the materials that you use, um, any social good that your business does, like, you know, causes that you, you donate to, but this is when you can think about what makes your business unique and and start spreading that message um, in in this time so that you're warming up your audiences. Okay. So that's how I typically think about my creative in this phase. Okay. Um, and then just the very last thing on there is just your campaigns uh, types. And again, this is this is the time to be varied. So I'm you know I'm going for conversion based campaigns primarily, um, but I'm trying to be you know. Uh, varied in my approach with different placements in terms of using single image ads, um, carousel ads, collection ads, dab ads, right? Um, just to to make sure that we have lots of different sources. So Does that is format stage matter, one. or should I just try all of them and see which resonates? Uh, format. So I, you know, I think that this can be a continuation of what you've been using, uh, you know, in your strategy in the previous months. It doesn't need to change too much there other than, you know, again, Instagram story ads are, I think that they're, they're still less expensive than traffic overall. Uh, and, and people are using them to shop more and more and for product discovery. So, um, I think that, that I'm, I'm definitely using a lot more Instagram story ads this time around. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. And does that wrap up stage one in which we're, we're trying to build our audiences and warm them up pre-Black Friday? Yes. So just think top heavy, prospecting heavy is stage one. Okay. Now run me up to stage two. All right. Stage two. So this is uh, the big game, the Super Bowl, right? Um, so this is going to be the week of Thanksgiving. Um, and that and then goes through Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and Giving Tuesday. So this is when you are focusing on conversions. Um, you're talking to people that already know who you are. Uh, so let's just let's step into our audiences that we're targeting. Um, so during this week, I'm going to turn off my top of funnel ads uh, probably completely for most of my brands, um, and I'm going to focus on middle and bottom of funnel audiences. So that's going to be uh, my my email lists, my customer lists. Uh, people that have yeah, viewed uh, videos, so my video views audiences, my engagement audiences, um, all your, your website custom audiences, so all the people that have visited your site, um, added something to cart, initiated checkout, all of these retargeting audiences, and also deep your dynamic product data audiences, um, which are, are sort of their own unique subset of all these uh, audiences. So, 
So that is who we're targeting. We're targeting people that know about us, they've been to the site, or they've engaged with us uh, in some way with social media or email. Um, so creative, I think, is the next thing to talk about. And again, this is the time to showcase your best offer, your best products, best promotions. Um, you want to keep it really simple. So the main goal is to communicate that there is a sale happening right now. And these are the details. This is how much you can save. Um, I usually keep these really simple. Um, you know, Black Friday sale, 25% off site-wide, uh, and then rely on the image to, uh, you know, catch their eye. Um, so in this terms is where of, yeah, clarity trumps creativity. Definitely. I think you want to keep it as clear as possible. And if you're doing a tier discount, make that really simple. Have, you know, each one tier per line and maybe a little emoji to kind of break up the text uh, for, you know, tier one, tier two, tier three, you know. Um, but yes, clarity is, is what you're going for and simplicity. Um, as far as the formats, again, I like to have lots of options going into Black Friday. Um, so I usually will build out ads as my single image ads, um, square image ads are doing well. They work well across Facebook and Instagram. So if you're looking for the most bang for your buck, I would do you know square or or you can also do tall, which is uh, instead of one to one, it's four to five ratio. But just choose one of those, uh, and you can run it across Facebook uh, and Instagram. Um, I'm also building out uh, Instagram story ads, as I mentioned. I would, I would definitely use those this year. And then um, video. So a lot of, t you know, for, for a lot of our ad accounts, our video could just be a stand, uh, a still image with some sort of uh, motion in it, right? So like a, um, maybe a piece of it is animated or the letters are moving around or there's something that catches your eye, though. Um, so that has worked well. I mean, I had one client that sells prints and it was him, uh, on the screen and, you know, it was 50% off deal. And so he ripped one of the prints in half, uh, and said, you know, half off all prints. And then, you know, or at the bottom, we said, don't worry, we, we won't rip yours. That one worked really well. Um, so just something that catches your eye and stops people as they're scrolling through the feed. A thumb stopper, as they say. Exactly. Yep. Yes. Um, and so, so that is, I would say, um, you know, your strategy for creative. And then as far as bidding, the simple way to go into it is just to use auto bidding. If you're not going to be, uh, you know, getting super in the, in the weeds with all of this, I use auto bidding in all of my uh, client ad accounts and that works great. If we're going to be pushing really hard, then we'll get a little bit deeper into the bidding strategy where we'll do um, manual bids where we're bidding, you know, three to, you know, maybe five times the average order value and sort of doing things to indicate to the Facebook auction that, hey, we want to win this bid. We're willing to pay for it. And because conversion rates are so high and purchase intent is, you know, so high during this time period, it makes up for it. You just know if I can win these auctions it's going to convert well. So um, so that's a strategy that you could go through is just doing these manual bids. But okay. the, the easy way is to go auto bids and, and start with that. Hey, keep it simple. Just do the auto bids. Why make your life hard? Especially yep, for exactly. an ad that's not going to, it's running for a few days, not even a week. Yep. Uh, all right, what else? So, that, I mean, I would say that's stage two and then just plan out, you know, I like to have a little timeline um, so if, if there's going to be a teaser campaign running, you know, the, the, on the days leading up to Black Friday, 
you know, I put that on my calendar, make sure that I've got my images prepared for that. I would say at a minimum, the two things you want to focus on is just your, your Black Friday, and it's good to have another deal on Cyber Monday if possible. But I have also you know, run essentially the same deal and just changed the wording uh, across both of those. I think that it's, it's more engaging if you, if you do switch it up, though, during those two days. But if you're going for simplicity, you know, pick a deal and run with it through that weekend. Okay. Yes. So that is stage two. So that wraps up. That runs us from what day to what day? So that's going to take you from, uh, depending on when you you know start, I say it's the week of Thanksgiving, but it really starts on Thanksgiving Day is a lot of times people are launching their things in the evening now on Thanksgiving. That's the 28th this year, I, I believe, and then that's going to take you through Black Friday, which is the 29th, and up until Cyber Monday, uh, the second, and and then on Giving Tuesday, you may choose to you know run your Cyber Monday uh, deal through there or have a different deal. But so it's going to take you right up up to Giving Tuesday, and then that's where I start to switch into um, sort of my stage three, which is that time from from Cyber Monday all the way up until the last day to ship. And one of the things that uh, you pointed out that you've noticed with Facebook ads is it's taking longer and longer for them to approve your ads. So when should I be submitting these and scheduling them to stay safe and not have them, you know, if I wait until the day of, is it possible that my ads don't run? Huge possibility. That happened to us last year for a few ad accounts where people made changes at the last minute. We submitted those changes, and then Facebook didn't approve them until it was too late. Oh. So you definitely want to avoid that problem. I, I, my goal is to get things in a week early. Just get them scheduled, then you can get it off your plate. So if you can get it you know, in there and then Facebook, give them that week to get it approved and make sure there's no hiccups, um, that's what I would aim for if, if you want to really keep all your bases covered. Okay. Yeah, good point. Uh, and then that brings us up to stage three, where like pr- post Black Friday, there's still plenty. We still got a couple weeks uh, to make our sales. Uh, what are we doing there? So exactly. This is going to be the people that are still just doing holiday shopping. Um, I focus on, you know, I keep it holiday themed. Um in terms of the audiences that we're targeting, it's going to be similar. I'll focus primarily on those warmer audiences, but I, I will usually throw my top of funnel back in there. Maybe, maybe I've got 30% top of funnel and uh, you know 70% lower funnel in terms of breaking up my spend. So I'm reintroducing my top of funnel in stage three. It's holiday theme typically. Um, focus on messaging uh, around gift giving. <clears throat> Um, showing, you know, giftability of your products. Hmm. Um, I like that that's, that's, How do you show, yeah, how do you communicate that? So, I mean, for some of them, we would write it clearly in the ad copy and say like, you know, for the you know person that's hard, the art lover that's hard to shop for or something like that, um, you know, here's, here's your gift. Um, so you can make it really clear in the copy that way. Also, you can use sort of gift, uh, themes in your images. So you can show like an open box and then your product next to it, right? So it looks like a box has been unwrapped uh, and then your product is there. So just kind of that message of, hey, this is your gift idea. Uh, I think right. the, the easiest thing to do is the chances are you have a Christmas tree in your house. If you don't, you know someone who does. Or you can even go to like literally any retail establishment, take a photo of your product in front of a Christmas tree and some gifts. Right. That's it. You have now communicated and sold the idea in a single image. Oh, you want to get fancy with it? 
take your phone, set it to video, set it on uh, something that'll let you slide it across. So, like, think a roller skate, a Hot Wheels car, I don't care, and roll it past. <laughs> you now have a, a effective 10-second slider video of your product in front of a Christmas tree communicating that idea. There you go. Exactly. Ties that ties your product into this is your holiday idea. This is so I, I love that idea. And it would catch your eye too if you have some motion in there sliding it across the screen. So uh, one other thing to, to consider there is um, I like to promote the, the, you know, the urgency around the last day to order products, to have it shipped in time for the holidays. So that's something I'll usually use in that last week leading up to uh, last year. I think it was the 20th. It may be the 21st this year, but it depends on who you're shipping with. Um, but it's, it's that weekend. So that's a good time to use a little bit of urgency. And also, if it's really coming down to the line there, then I'll also throw in uh, gift cards. Um, and, and use that as part of my messaging and, sh- and show a gift card. Oh, that's smart. I like yeah. that idea. Yes, giving people some options that are <laughs> are down to the last minute. Okay, anything else? Am I missing anything? No, that is it. I mean, this the goal here, again, is conversions. Uh, you're not really trying to reach you know, new audiences uh, as much as you are you know, in stage one. So f- focus on conversions, primarily your middle and bottom of funnel audiences. Okay. Uh, give me give me the five minute recap for stage one, two, three. Run me through it again. Yeah. So so stage one. This is where you're going to focus on getting new audiences into your uh, your funnel and warming them up, priming them um, with with uh, product ideas and who you are. That's what you're wanting to communicate in stage one, and it's it's to cold audiences primarily. Stage two, you're going to slash the cold audiences because now they've been warmed up. Now you can retarget them because they have engaged with your ad, they've opted in for your email, or they visited your website. Um, and so you can target those people now uh, during that week of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's all about simplicity. It is all about conversions. Uh, so you're just trying to communicate, hey, this is the sale. These are the details of the sale. Um, and I would say that you want to give yourself options. For me, you know, this is a stressful time of year. There's so much going on. So I like to go in there and have a few different cam, you know, few different images that I can use um, and maybe a few different formats, carousel and single image, right? So that when you get there and you start running them, you're going to see that some things are outperforming others and you can push those harder. You have, you have a couple options that have already been approved by Facebook. You're not trying to submit things last minute because your offer isn't working well. So be prepared uh, and give yourself options. Uh, that'll save uh, your lower your stress levels during that week. Um, and then stage three, this is going to be just those final weeks leading up to uh, the holidays. So focus on urgency, the last day to ship, um, and giftability of these products. And again, you might want to uh, throw in some gift card ideas for those last minute shoppers. Cool. Uh, yeah, I like that gift card idea. That's like kind of a no brainer. Just offer it at the last minute, see if it sticks. Uh, what are some, some general tips here? Some of the, the theme I'm hearing is, Hey, don't panic. Hey, you can like, you only have to make this as complicated as you want. You can keep this super simple as long as you're, you know, doing something you're to actively manage it. You don't have to do the full crazy bit. Uh, you can simplify it down to, Hey, we've got a site-wide sale. And this is when it's happening, and we've reallocated our budget, our Facebook ads. That's like the minimum viable version of this. If you don't, if you're feeling stressed out about it, 
Um, and then like the super advanced marketer version would be like we're doing different ad formats. We're trying out DABA, um, which I love. It, it works well for a lot of our clients. Um, it, it, yeah, exactly. Just make it easier on yourself. Make sure you kind of have that minimum viable uh, offer and campaign structure built out, and then you can start getting a little bit more more complicated if you want. Getting more complicated could be things like um, uh, doing product-specific retargeting. So you know that people have visited product A. Build a retargeting audience for product A. Sometimes I'll do that for my top-selling products. So if you've looked at it in the last year, now I'm going to come by and show you a great offer for that. So that's the more advanced version. Simple version is just target all of your site visitors, um, target all of your engagement audiences, target all of your email and newsletter lists. But, but yes, try to try to get stuff done now so that you're not feeling the stress uh, over this week because there's a lot going on. Um, and also, you know, keep just keep a focus on simplicity on your on your website. Make sure that everything is super clear, um, the details of the sale. And I would say eliminate those coupon codes uh, in many instances. So, so don't stress. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You. <laughs> the fact that you're worried about it at all says, hey, you're you're probably better prepared than the eighty percent of merchants, right? Like, just be thinking about it. Get it done early. If it feels like homework, then treat it like homework. Don't procrastinate. Don't sit on it. Just decide the level of commitment you're going to do, and. Oftentimes, just going, all right, I'm just going to do that minimum viable version of this. That's enough to get you unstuck and get you started and then start working. It's like one of those productivity hacks that even I do with myself. I'll go, like, I never want to work out in the morning. So I go, all right, I'm just going to do five push-ups. Well, okay, by the time I start that, ah, that got me unstuck and going, and then I do the whole bit. Um, you could do yep. that, that same mental hack with just about everything. Um, you, to make this easier, because obviously – Listening to this and taking notes is a big pain. Um, we've started doing transcripts of these episodes that appear if you go on the um, on the site, uh, unofficialshopfypodcast.com. It's got the transcripts. That'll make doing it easier. You can print that out and highlight it. But even better, you, smart cookie that you are, have produced a strategy guide for us. Tell me what's in that. Where can I get it? So it's going to be outline of the audience's uh, and essentially it's going to be the game plan. And so you can download that at, uh, my website, which is uh, produce department. So produce D E P T dot co slash Q four. Uh, and if you know, there's a link, that's the easiest way to just click on that. And I've got that in the, in the show notes. So, uh, type tap or swipe up on the, the episode art on your phone and then scroll down. You'll see the show notes. It's the first link. Excellent. And then if you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to me on uh, Twitter. It's just Kurt Bullock, K-U-R-T-B-U-L-L-O-C-K. Um, and uh, happy to answer any questions or, or shoot me an email or visit the website. Very good. Thank you, Mr. Bullock. Thanks, Kurt. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.